I was walking down Phoenix Street the other day and I noticed a sign had been knocked down. It was knocked down as you saw some tracks veering off the road running straight into the sign and the sign was facing straight up. It was one of those signs that had a picture of a, a child running on it and it read, Slow, Children at Play. Now the first time I had seen one of those signs, if you'd seen them before, my initial reaction was, any parent can tell you that children are not slow. But in all seriousness, as I, as I looked at that sign, I also thought, there's no child who's fast enough to have avoided this one. People sometimes just don't like to listen. Evidently, someone didn't want to follow that sign. Maybe you've noticed this as you've seen how some grocery stores now have directional signs for people to walk one way down the aisles in order to help facilitate social distancing during this pandemic time. And once again, you probably noticed how people don't like to listen. Even if you go online, you'll see on social media, some people are saying, you know what, I'm going to go the opposite way just because, well, many don't like to listen. This isn't just the case for street signs and directional signs. It's true even for the way that people react to and interact with their God. As we look in God's word, we see there are many things that people just don't want to hear. And so, how does God respond when people just don't want to listen? Well, this morning, we find our answers. We look at John chapter 10. And there we see what happens when we don't want to listen. Jesus had many people who were not listening to him. As you look at the Gospel of John, you see crowds rejecting him. They were saying, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? And so it says many of Jesus' disciples deserted him. The Pharisees, a religious group at that time, had said that Jesus had a demon in him and they just defied and rejected his teaching. In fact, the Pharisees were telling everyone that if anyone follows Jesus, they need to be kicked out of their synagogue. Many people just were not listening, even defiant against Jesus. Of course, the church, the flock of God, is familiar with this today, right? We see there are many, even Christian churches, that just don't want to listen to parts of Jesus' word. There are even times where they'll say something contrary to what God's word says. Some people will say, well, this is just because God doesn't speak very clearly. His voice is hard to understand. But our good shepherd does not give confusion or cause confusion by his word. He speaks clearly and his word is written down. The reason there are so many different Christian churches is because some just don't want to listen to his voice. And so some Christian churches, though they still follow Jesus, don't want to listen to certain parts of his word. They're in danger of straying from their good shepherd. Still other churches have outright defied God's word and obstinately turned aside from it. Even the largest Lutheran church body in America has spoken on its official platforms strongly against parts of God's word that he speaks clearly on. Despite what God says and how we are to live, how we are to use these bodies, how we are to honor his gifts, they defy his word. 
And even on their media platforms, they say such things as, we wish blessings on those who celebrate other religious festivals. And they wish that the people who worship contrary to Christ and to deny Jesus as the one who died and rose again, they wish blessing on their religious rituals. Many just don't want to listen to Jesus as the only way. But you know, it's, it's not just institutions that don't want to listen. Think about how many Christian children or young people know the voice of Christ and have heard it, but then they also hear the message from their peers and the message on social media that speaks strongly against the word of Christ. And instead of listening just to Jesus, they spend most of their time taking in the word of many other voices around them, those contrary voices, voices which do not always speak in their best interest, but rather produced, produce productions and materials that the bottom line is really their ad revenue, not the well-being of their listeners. Some don't listen and they stray. And there are also many Christian families that decide that, yes, it's occasionally important to listen to the word of Christ and start your week listening to him. But on other occasions, perhaps to just spend other things, spend time on other things such as golfing or grilling or camping or fishing or hunting. And don't get me wrong, those things aren't wrong. But if they take the place of listening first to the voice of Christ, they become idolatry. And those who practice such replacements instead of listening to Christ's words are in danger of straying. And there are many Christian people who are struggling in their life or perhaps struggling in their relationships. And instead of listening to the voice of Christ, their shepherd, they turn to psychiatrists. And, and don't get me wrong, there are many good and helpful psychiatrists and they do a lot of good things. But they're also godless ones who advise Christian couples or suffering Christians to do things such as do what you feel is best for you. Never mind what, what God says is best. Many stray because they don't listen. And the real danger of all this is that those who stray and those who defy the word of Christ aren't simply missing out on a road sign. They are drifting away from the one good shepherd who gives them the best and the one thing that they need. It's as if they're, they're taking what Jesus had said, and he says to them, slow, please listen to me, follow me. And they veer their cars off the road to knock down that sign and say, I don't have to listen to my God. They're in danger. Danger for themselves and for those who listen and those around them. It's as if they're, they're walking through God's store and God has signs indicating this is the way you are to live. This is the way you are to walk. Here's where you will find blessing. Here are my promises. And they say, God, who are you that you're to tell me to walk and to live in the way that you think is best on your planet? I can do whatever I want. How ought God to respond when people don't listen to him? Well, this morning we turn to John chapter 10, and there we see Jesus' counterattack to those who will not listen, who just don't listen to his voice. Amen, amen, I tell you. Anyone 
who does not enter the sheep pen by the door, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. See, in the the ancient flock of Israel, the, the herdsmen had a certain measure of security for their flock. That if there weren't proper clearance protocols met, the sheep would be in danger. But if those protocols, those measures were kept, the sheep would be safe. In ancient Israel, they would each night take those sheep, round them up, and put them in a secure enclosure. And they would make sure that they stay safe within by keeping out the dangers. When I was in college, my first year of college, the the buildings had a a pass key so you could go from building to building on campus. And only those who had proper clearance as students or faculty could get from building to building and enter. The dorms were especially hard to enter because there was a glass lobby in which everybody could see a person trying to come in. And you would stand out pretty clearly if you didn't belong and didn't have that proper clearance. Well, the latest technology in ancient Israel for the herdsmen was to have a doorkeeper. And only those who were allowed to come in were able to come into the flock. And there's a second measure of security for the ancient herdsmen. The sheep listen to the voice of the one who comes in. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he's brought his his own sheep, he walks ahead of them. The sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will never follow a stranger, but run away from him. This second measure of security is voice recognition. Now I know from firsthand just how well this actually works. Sheep might be not the cleverest creatures, but they're not entirely altogether stupid. Once I had the opportunity to help watch after sheep for a friend of our family as they were gone for a few days, And part of my job was to watch the sheep and to provide them with feed. You know, I could have stood out there all day calling after them, trying to get them to follow me, but they wouldn't have budged. Sure, they'll they'll come when they know a stranger is offering them feed, but they're not going to follow a stranger's voice or follow the stranger out. These are the measures of security that God has given his flock, his church. The church only needs to ask, does this person, this teacher, come through Christ? Do they point to Christ as the door? As Jesus says, I am the door for the sheep pen. And secondly, the the flock only needs to ask, does this teacher, does this teaching come in accordance with the voice of Christ? Do I recognize this voice? So if a false teacher comes along and they start to point to other means of rescue besides Jesus and they try to gain access to the flock apart from pointing to Jesus as the only source of salvation, the one who lives and who died for his flock, the one who rescued us by his blood, if they come by any other way and say, you can better your life or you just got to try harder, Jesus says they are illegitimate. In fact, they are a thief and a robber, and their bottom line isn't the interest of the flock, but they come to harm and destroy. And the Church of God only needs to ask, is this teaching, whatever the teaching may be, is it in line with the Word of God? Because if any teacher comes and teaches something contrary to the Word of Christ, they don't pass the voice recognition test. And this is important vitally important, 
Because Jesus says, a thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. It's the difference, not just between your safety and those around you, but eternal ramifications of life and death. Jesus came to bring life to his flock. He says he is the door for the sheep. He is the one who says, whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. It is through Jesus that we find what David spoke of when he said, the Lord leads us to green pastures. The Lord rescues us from all harm and dangers. And even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we need fear no evil if God is with us. Listening to Jesus, we hear the gracious, wonderful promises of our God who gives us wonderful pasture. Jesus says, through me they will be saved. Jesus came with the interest of his flock in mind, laying down his life for his sheep. He came to rescue us from the clutches of our enemies, the devil, from the dangers of death and sin and hell, and to rescue us for freedom so that we could in freedom live under him in his kingdom. And because he has set us free from the curse of sin and protected us from all harm and danger and all the devil's attacks, we can forever be free and find pasture. And with Jesus, we not only have life right now with peace and joy, we have it in abundance. Jesus provides for all that we need in blessing and in joy. We need fear nothing. We lack nothing. You see, the young person, the Christian youth or child who hears or finds these things on social media with productions and promotions to pull them away from the voice of their shepherd can say, I know that's not in line with my shepherd, my Lord, who loves me and who really promises what's good. And when the Christian family is straying off into spiritual slumber and not listening first and foremost to the voice of their good shepherd, they hear him calling, follow me. They wake up from their spiritual slumber and they realize that all the activities, all the things in this world and what it offers can't replace the green pastures promised by Christ. And waking from that spiritual slumber, they follow their good shepherd and they find an abundant life that this dreary world can never offer. Peace, forgiveness, freedom, pasture, and real, real spiritual nourishment. And when that family is struggling and they seek counseling and the psychiatrist tells them, do what's best for you, they can in turn respond, no, what my good shepherd who died for me and who lives, what he wants that is what is best for me. The devil seeks to devour and destroy God's flock, but he can't enter through the gate. He will never enter through the way that proclaims Jesus as the only door, the only way of rescue, and the one who died for us and who lives again, our salvation. The devil will try to break in through some back door, and he will try to harm and destroy. But you, under Christ, are secure from every attack as you listen to Jesus. 
and many will try to cause the flock to stray and to be in danger and to stop listening to the voice of their shepherd, to be careless in their wondering. But as you listen to the voice of Jesus, as you constantly ask, is this the voice I recognize found in the word of Christ? You are safe and you will find that you can in freedom and in joy and love have abundant life in Jesus, our good shepherd. Amen.